guys welcome to the daily huddle so excited to have you guys here today the daily huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities we invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders be prepared to challenge your views about leadership health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Well, let's dive in. I'm excited today. We have a guest with us, Ashley Bella. Um, She is a dear friend of mine. I adore her, and I'm so excited she said yes to us. Um, Before we dive into this, um, we are gonna talk about what is the secret sauce to growing your business? And let me tell you a little bit about Ashley. She's a fine artist and entrepreneur. She's from Atlanta. She's featured in Forbes, The Next 1000, and a castmate on Revolt TV's Bet on Black. Valor Ventures 2021 artist and resident and has done commissions for the King Center, Delta Airlines, Artbound Marta, and Livable Buckhead. And they're amazing. You should check them out. She's an incredible artist. And she's also the CEO of Artsy Bella. It's an art and wellness company leveraging technology to help organizations and people heal and relieve stress. Welcome, Ashley. I'm so glad you said yes. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. So Ashley and I were talking about um, what we were going to talk about today, and she had some great ideas. And then I asked you a question. I said, what is the number one thing that's had the biggest impact on your business? And she lit up and she said, I wrote this down. She said, hands down, it has been the community that I've built. And you went on to describe how you've built this community one relationship at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want you to tell us about that. How did you do that? Well, you know, networking is something I think I got started just watching my parents and how they always would just talk to anybody and how good it made people feel to know that someone was listening to them. And that showed me the power of communicating and building relationships with people. And as I got older, um, when I went to Georgia State, um, I kind of learned it was my first time learning how you can leverage relationships um, for different goals that you have. And I think as far as the network that I've built right now, it started with Georgia State's Main Street Seed Fund. It's an incubator program where they pick 21 small businesses, minority businesses, who had also been alumni or students at the school. And they put us in a program. They gave us a grant. They took us through nine months of classes to teach us different things about growing and scaling our businesses. And through that Um, Through that program, we had a pitch competition that I won first place. And that was where it started because there I met uh, a guy named Ashish, who is the president of the Atlanta CEO Council. And being a part of that organization, um, I got a chance to go to these dinners that they do once a month where they bring in uh, entrepreneurs who are exiting their first, second or third companies, investors. Uh, multimillionaires, CEOs of really large corporations, and then they bring in startup companies like myself. Um, And then they just let us eat, mingle, and talk. And so from the first meeting I went to, every time I went, Ashish would sit me next to somebody 
who is probably very interested in the space that my company is in or just in the type of solution we're building. And I didn't know it. But after talking to those people, um, we built a relationship where we're still involved today. I got a chance to meet some investors that we're still in conversation with today. And I also just started building my community there. And so a lot of the clients that we have now, a lot of the changes that we've been able to make in the business that are actually helping it grow, mm-hmm. worth showing up in that room, sitting down at that dinner. Um, and someone who was just genuinely excited about who I am, uh, putting me in a room with people who could really help me grow. Well, yes. And you told me about that, which was really inspiring. But I want to back up a little bit because it's not just, it sounds a little bit like it was chance. Like you ran into this person, you met him, he invited you to these dinners. But that's not what happened. Right. You, so I want to talk about what you do specifically, because you actually have an intention when you go to these meetings. And you said something to me that's really important. You said, I rarely talk at these networking events. Yeah. Yes. Say more about that. Okay. So my approach to networking is I like everything. I think it might be because I'm a psychologist and I love studying human behavior. I just really love authentic, organic connection. So when I show up in a room in a networking event, my mindset is not, I need to meet as many people as I can and get as many business cards as I can. My goal is to just kind of, I show up in the room and I allow the right people to attract to me. So I'm less interested in meeting everybody and just meeting, you only need to meet that one person who it just naturally gravitated to you. And I think that meeting Ashish was like that because even though there were tons of investors, tons of people that we could have met, that one person was so genuinely interested in who I am and my vision that he creates opportunities for me to meet people that could potentially change my life and the life of my business. And it was really just focused on that one person. So the intention I said is I just want to meet the right person. I don't have to meet everybody. I love that. That's what I wanted people to hear because you go in with this really clear intention because I've done this before and I've heard a lot of people say they just go to networking event after networking event and they don't really feel like they're meeting the right people. You have met some really important strategic people. What do you do to build those relationships? Well, the first thing is um, I never start those relationships by asking for anything because a lot of those people are getting asked for stuff all day long and it gets overwhelming and annoying. And then, you know, we sometimes forget that people are still human and they want to know people are just genuinely interested in who they are. So my first thing is I just really want to learn about them. I want to know about their lives, the things they like, um, their stories. Um, And then people just, you know, people like to brag about themselves. So I just like to let them talk and you know, learn. Sometimes you get more value out of just learning from people because you can hear their journey and hear their story and find a lot of gems just in that alone. And then the second thing that I do is really focus on how can I add value to this person? Because what there, when we get off the phone or the Zoom is over or they've read the email, what's going to remind them to circle back with me or to consider me when an opportunity comes up, then they're in a room that I'm not in, they're going to remember the value that I was able to add to them, which is 
know, how can I help with, we have any events coming up? How can I help to promote anything you're doing? Um, buying their products if they have a company, um, just really figuring out or even just offering ideas from my area expertise, which is usually visual art, design, branding, um, just, or even there might be something and I can connect them with someone in my network that I know that could be beneficial to something they're doing. And then I just leave it there. From there, I never really have to ask for anything because if I add the right value, in a way that feels very authentic, they're going to ask me how they can help me. I love that. It's flipping yeah. the script. It's coming with what can I give and what can I offer versus what can I get? Exactly. exactly. And I just, yeah, I love that. And then also, as you're describing, to listen. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're genuinely there, curious and interested in the other person, and you're listening for cues. That's yes. the way I can add value. Yes, exactly. I wish, I hope my dad is listening because he has drilled this in my head my entire life. And I, if I call him today, he'll probably do it again. He always says, um, when you're with people, always focus on being more interested in them than trying to be interesting. Because when you do that, you just get to listen and learn. And when you're always trying to talk and, you know, kind of, brag about how amazing you are. You're missing the opportunity to learn from the people you're talking to. That gives me chills, Ashley. It's <laughs> when, I, when I was reading of our, um, our notes, when we talked before, I read that like, if you're talking, you're saying something you already know. I can tell yeah. you all about me, but these are things I already know. If I shut up and listen, it's like, that's when I get to learn something. Yes. And you know, sometimes you might learn that the attention you set, you may have in your mind, you know, so I'm um, also uh, one of my hobbies is music, and I like to work with musicians who are also creatives using another medium than me that are also trying to build and monetize their brands. And so sometimes I'm around a lot of um, notable people and celebrities. And so, you know, your instinct could be, I really want to know this person because of, you know, how popular they are or the people that they know. But sometimes listening might tell you that you really don't want to know these people. They may not be a right fit for what you're doing. It also helps you to kind of like not force relationships and connections that may not be the best fit for your vision or your mission or whatever you're doing. Got it. So that's staying detached from the outcome. Yes. You go into that and you say, I've got to know this person. You're going to be driven in one way as opposed to being open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I met at the last CEO dinner, I met, you know, in my mind, I set the intention that, you know, I know she's just going to sit. I don't know who he's sitting me next to, you know, and, and I'm also in a lot of rooms where a lot of people don't look like me. So there's always this, sometimes there's this nervousness. Like, I hope that they understand what I'm doing, that they understand me, that they don't come with any bias or anything like that. And the conversations are always really amazing. We always end up finding out that we have so much more in common then we have differences, right? But one of the things that happened, I got to sit with the former CEO of Park Mobile, John Ziegler. And when I was at that meeting, I showed up just very stressed out and flustered because for the past three or four months, there was a very significant challenge in my business that I was just so stuck on and could not figure out a solution for it. 
So as I was talking to him about Artsy Bella, our new solution, uh, the raising that we're doing right now, and I told him about the challenge, he figured it out and gave me a solution in two minutes. <laughs> and it was and so just listening to this person that I, I didn't really even know a lot about his background, but taking the time to just be more interested in his expertise gave me something that is now really helping move the needle with our solution. Wow. So that's really an example of getting present and being open, even, uh, yeah, when you were feeling I a little bit off. So, yeah, yeah. Good to just, you know, really show up and just be open and flexible. You know, I did theater for 20 years, which taught me how to improvise. Um, and, you know, just having that ability to be flexible with your intention is also good, too. Right. Right. I love that. So you talked about how you connect other people. You have this amazing mm-hmm. web. How mm-hmm. do you do that? I don't, you know, let's see. I think it's, you know, I think I can use music as an example. When I was younger, I just realized I'm around all these important people and I can't sing to save my life, but I know a lot of people who can. And so sometimes I build relationships with people, not because there's something that they can personally do for me, but because if I either know someone right now that can benefit from that connection, or I'm pretty sure in the future I will meet someone. So relationships that don't benefit me um, directly are still just as important. Because I have a lot, like from my team, I have people that work for me, interns that gravitate towards our company and wanting to be involved with what we're doing. And a lot of those people are there because of the network I have. And so me knowing that, it's important for me to keep that relation, those relationships very strong and intact. Um, and so that when I meet someone that I know, you know, there's this there's this industry that I want to get into, but I know nothing about it. And I really need to learn. Well, I probably know, I know someone and they're going to be willing to talk to me because I wasn't asking for things. I wasn't being annoying. I was just genuinely interested in building a real relationship with them. I think I, I also look at it like a romantic relationship. You court people, you date them, you really get to know them. Because what I find in taking a relationship approach to networking is it builds trust. So when you do have an ask and when you do have a suggestion, people are they're more willing to listen because you've taken time to build trust with them. That's so true. We've talked about that a lot, about how trust is the foundation of any relationship. And you're talking about, I just love that because, again, it's like a lot of folks go to networking events and they're trying to, to make something happen. And you're like, no, we're just... Like yeah. in a relationship building the foundation. Yep. And sometimes yeah. in a room and I won't even talk. I just, I like to just observe and listen and learn. And I just know that whoever I'm supposed to meet, I'm going to meet. And that, it take all the pressure off. I love that. Well, I'm going to open it up to questions in a little bit, but I keep having this nag, like nagging voice. Say, tell us about your business because I want to okay. know, like I want everybody to know what you do. It's incredible. Thank you. Okay, so Artsy Bella started off as a paint studio. We were doing paint parties mobily around Georgia before I had a studio. We called it Trapping Out of the Trunk. And then over the, uh, over, I would say within two years, we were able to get, we had a studio, um, our first studio, it's about 500 square feet, 
it was real broken kind of place, but it was, it allowed us to do a lot of discovery. And a year later, we opened a brick and mortar in downtown East Point, right near the airport that we still have today. And we did paid parties there, but what it allowed me to do was generate revenue, do some marketing and do some discovery to figure out how do I teach people the power art has to help you heal and process and express yourself? And is there even a market for this really big idea that I have? And so once people kept coming back over and over again and saying that this was stress relieving and helping them relax, we knew it was time to start building our, our current solution. Um, our grant from Georgia State helped us get it started. And then we, you know, through networking and relationship building, we did a couple of more cohorts, including Zane, Village Microfund. We're involved with Goody Nation um, and just still building a really big network. We were able to pivot during the pandemic. Um, so we switched to doing virtual paint parties and we launched a subscription box, which was my way to take what people in Atlanta were experiencing at our studio and offer it to people all over the country. We put the art supplies in a box with instructions. We sent it out. But then we found that through the virtual paint parties that it was the connection and the guidance that people were missing. And so our iteration of our solution it is now an online platform where people can continue art making virtually from the comfort of their homes with a wellness coach and art therapist and art instructors who are very passionate about psychology um, and helping people heal. So we have tons of classes from painting to clay, working with resin is a new thing that a lot of people are excited about, um, a lot of different art materials, and our instructors are walking people through how to use art to help them express things that are tough to talk about. Um, we don't feel like we replace therapy. We're just an easier, accessible tool to help people start self-discovery um, in a way that doesn't feel so abrasive, and it's interactive and fun. And so we're launching the beta of it right now. Um, and we're really focused on working with companies. Um, so we're B2B, we're doing a B2B model because we found that teams really like this concept and are really finding value in being able to create uh, for the purpose of doing self-discovering and healing um, as it's Thank you for letting us know all of that. And I've had the joy of watching you on this journey <laughs> For a while, and you're brilliant. And I love what you said about um, your iteration. What you learned is you brought back to relationship. They don't want the art supplies in a box. They need that interaction and that relationship. Mm -hmm. I want to open it up to questions and see what folks have um, for you. But I'll leave us with if somebody's out there trying to build their own community, or either they're getting started, or there's something they're just wanting to really do what you just described, have the right players around them. What's one bottom line thing you tell them to focus on? I would say first start with self, because one of the biggest barriers to me doing this is confidence and imposter syndrome. You know, I mentioned earlier that sometimes I feel intimidated when I go in these rooms. You know, you know, I'm from the south side of Atlanta and I'm very well put together. But, you know, I've had a long journey over the years and. You know, I'm still learning the art of being authentic and always being true to who I am um, and being able to celebrate my heritage and my culture while also wanting people to respect the, the work that I've done to build what I'm doing. And a lot of that was self-work. I had to really find confidence and understand that if I show up in a space, I belong there. 
because that translates with how I talk and what I'm giving off to other people. That would be the very. Thank you. I love that. That's so important. And you're so right about starting with self. Well, let's open it up to questions. What do you all have for Ashley today? Yes, Ron. You're on mute. Yeah, actually, I just want to congratulate Ashley. I mean, this is this is just uh, amazing. Um, I'm really looking at a little. I'm, I'm really looking at my 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 Ashley in me. You know, wow. being an artist and and also seeing uh, Ashley. I mean, you you're looking at all the potential there is in that smile and all the potential there is in, in what you're doing. Uh, I, I actually looked at um, uh, paint in, uh, you know, a little franchise, the franchise, the painting franchise a while back, uh, you know, but I got carried away by doing other things, but this is exactly you know, what I envisioned uh, art business to look like, you know, the visual art. And, and you know, with, with that new, that new um, spank or the new, the, the knowledge of this generation that you are in and, and uh, all this, this uh, uh, networking that is available, technology that is available, you're doing a great work with it. You know, I'll definitely will stop by East Point and check you out. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Ron. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, Ronald. Yes, yes. There we go. We have the con- the contact information. And it auto-corrected me. Her company name is Artsy Bella. Um, oh, we yeah. are ready to possibly franchise our studio. It just has to make sense. If it makes sense, we're thinking about do that. So, Ron, if that's something you're interested in, we can definitely talk about it. Ooh, exciting. Awesome. Tom, yes. All right. Hello, uh, Ashley. Thank you very much. You're, you're a very, very charismatic person. This is uh, great to listen to you and, 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 and you. how you talk about relationships. And, and the whole time I was thinking, we'd love to learn more about, you know, some, some of your personal habits. I know you just mentioned starting with self and, and, and the work that you're doing there. But then I guess a question for you, you know, everybody needs people to uh, encourage and maybe even hold you accountable at times. So I, I'm just curious if you could tell us more about, you know, those types of, of relationships you have. Those relationships are important because I am, you know, I've had several entrepreneurs in my family. My grandma was the first. My mom used to sell pantyhose and she used to frame pictures when we were little. Um, but I think I'm the entrepreneur that's moved things the furthest in my family. And so I'm very limited on the knowledge I have just from the people that raised me or, you know, those people who are my spheres of influence growing up. So in order to grow, I have to have people who I can learn from and who can be honest and take a look at what I'm doing and tell me when I'm not doing well, when I need to improve. Catherine is one of those people. (laughs) I have really good. I think that is a great question, Tom, because Outside of the relationship building, some of those relationships are really great mentors and advisors because I never want to assume I know everything. That is the the most dangerous thing I think young entrepreneurs can do. Well, maybe not necessarily young in age, but just, you know, young in the journey. One of the most dangerous things we can do is assume that we have it all figured out. 
I think that one of the keys to scaling a business is to realizing there's a lot you don't know. I wish I could show you all this, the books about leadership and being a CEO that I have. And outside of the books, it's, it's the, I have really great advisors who are really tough on me. I have one, I know when I call him, I know he's going to chew up everything that I say and I dread it, but I know how much value is on the other side of that feedback. So um, I really, really value those relationships too. Thanks, Tom. That was really good. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Sorrel. Play wise beyond anything I can ever imagine. So thank you for being here, first of all. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable, authentic, and direct. Yeah, and I'm interested in a couple of things. Okay. Uh, you have some murals around town, right? Yes, I do. So uh, pick one, your favorite, and help me understand how it was inspired. And given your current business focusing on healing through creativity, uh, what is the biggest thing you've healed for yourself through your art? Wow, that's a really good question. Okay, so let's start with the first part. Um, when I first became an artist, I was always trying to figure out how can I use my talent to tell the stories of people who are a little voiceless? Because through my paintbrush, I get to talk about stuff that people don't always get to talk about. You know, I get a lot of artistic freedom in what I get to say visually. And so the last few murals I did, um, I did one on the King Center um, and at Delta Airlines and for Livable Buckhead. Those three murals were for the same nonprofit organization called Wellspring Living, who do direct work. And um, they also raise awareness about sex trafficking. I used to work for Wellspring Living before I became an entrepreneur and artist working directly with survivors. Um, and it was during that time that I actually got inspired to start a company focusing on using art therapeutically because I was able to use art in a therapeutic way with them. And so those murals gave me an opportunity to tell those women's stories about how, you know, what I was always inspired is how people that we like to disregard, um, the underdogs, um, the people that we maybe don't look that highly of because of life choices that they made or that were made for them. Um, I got to see every day the power that when they had the right people with them, the right village and the right relationships, the power that transformation was able to take place in their lives. And so in a lot of that work, I use a lot of vibrant color, a lot of detailed lines. And I'm always putting a lot of butterflies and birds um, in my work to really show the power of transformation. And on the King Center, I got to focus not necessarily on the survivors, but the people who surround them to support them and how it's not just the counselors and the therapists or the judges and the lawyers who are fighting for them, but there are old, young, white, black men or women who are praying for them, volunteering, donating their time, donating things that they might need in clothes. And so it gave me a chance to celebrate the people that work in that issue. So those three murals got helped me to tell people about the work that I did because I really couldn't talk about it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it inspired, and I would say the symmetry with our company is that as an artist, if you see my work, 
My goal when you are standing in front of my work is to make you feel something. You may not know exactly what you're feeling, but it at least gets you to recognize the fact that this work is creating an emotional response for you. And then at that point, I allow the onlooker to decide what they do with that feeling. And if you're with people, it could spark conversation and you start to explore, what is it that I'm looking at? Why did she put that in there? And then when you learn about the companies and the organizations that are involved with here, you start wanting to ask questions about um, the theme or the topic that we're talking about. And in some ways, I felt like it was more powerful um, than any of the other ways I could be still involved with that issue. That's amazing what you said. Yeah. Because you're talking about feeling that feeling and creating and, and everything that you're talking about is about relationships. Yeah. And yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wish we had an hour or a day with you. Oh. And this has been amazing. What I want to tell you is that I don't know how they feel, but you have made me feel that way. Just having your bright smile, having your energy, feeling everything that you're you're putting out is incredible, which is why I love you so much. Oh, I love Thank you guys so much. This is anytime I get a chance to just, you know, talk about um, art and how it can be just that other thing that maybe you weren't thinking about as a way to help you feel better. I just love it. I really appreciate you guys. At the Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.